Sizzled and post space bacon somehow. <laughs> Sizzling a little bit out there. Um, I've been keeping up the bacon intake. Let's just put it that way. I'm still, yeah. still sizzling a little. Yeah. <laughs> intake in the bacon. Let's let uh, let's let a few of our homies get in here. Um, if you're here, say hi in the chat. We want to know you're here. Um, we're talking we're talking Goosemas today, as y'all probably know. Bruce, what you huh? You know, since since Goosemas since Goosemas concluded, what have you been up to? Um, a lot of sleeping. Uh, I, you know, I was awake for the drive back from Goosemas. Um, oh, yeah. and then oh, I yeah. was basically asleep till I think this morning when, uh, I was hit up by work for something that I haven't even started. So that was, um, really when I woke up, I think, uh, but a lot of sleeping, definitely a lot of eating. I've had a lot of pizza as is Goosemas tradition, you know, yeah. um, pizzas are big in Goosemas. John once. John once ordered like a um, hundred pizzas for the first Christmas, so it's just always been a tradition. Hundred pizzas, um, two salads. <laughs> How about you? What have you been uh, doing? Got back to New York City. Uh, spent spent about thirty six hours in the fetal position. Um, hmm. Urged a new man. You know, felt like a little <laughs> like a red bird had hatched. Just um, born out of the cocoon or the egg, it, pecking your way out of the nutritious egg. The bird yeah. cocoon. Um, got a <laughs> Daniel Ralph, first one of the day. What kind of CBD uh, tea are you drinking today? Yo, so no, so all it honestly today is all amphetamines. I got metabolic enhancers in the system because I've been eating a ton of pizza. It's got to burn off some of that fat. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm actually drinking. It's funny that you mention it. Cause I, when I get free stuff, I plug it on the show. I love the sellout. Um, so this is tea from my friend Kaylee, who um, has a company called Rooted in Rhythms. Rooted in Rhythms, little logo here. Yep. Uh, and they make she makes botanicals and herbal products for you know, kind of specially designed for things that musicians might need. But um, this tea actually has some yerba mate in it, some you know flowers that I don't know of. Uh, lavender i do know of so you know it's it's really good full of caffeine i am lit hyped up ready to go um, maybe a little too, a little too much i think my body temperature is rising my heartbeat might be 220 but we're good you know we're good it's overrising, it's overrising. yeah oh, so i forgot the cbd i don't even think it could help it right yeah. now <laughs> you could fix this man today uh look who's in the chat joy parisi ladies and gentlemen also known as the third host of uh oh what up man joey joey undercover at work chatting oh, yes oh yes oh my god raleigh devore in the building oh hey raleigh we got I'm one here. of the raleigh's i'm here i'm here too um so feel free to acknowledge me as well feel free to acknowledge me as well what's up amy how's it going amy hope you had a good goose miss um Oh, did I win any money, Alexander? No, because I don't gamble. Because when I do, I just lose money. But I got these bills here. Oh, from Mark Shimon. Hey. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. I know those. Um, those <laughs> yeah, those aren't unfortunately worth um, a lot of money. But um, yeah, but I did win those. Um, so thanks to Mark Shavone, by the way, for grab for um, doing those. He's got a set for the band and, and some, some other community members like Otto and um, 
uh, John Caruso from El Goose. So, uh, El Goose Time. So, check those out. Those are cool. Oh, I see John Caruso's in the chat as well. Speaking of, I I won some money this weekend. Um, uh, oh, you did? Who don't know? Yeah, the, the half of Goose Miss, it seemed like, ended up in our room. Um, so I, um, <laughs> that I, was, yeah. I cashed out at about 6am, um, one, uh, <laughs> bucks playing Hold'em with Pete Mason, uh, editor of NYS music. Funny enough, uh, I didn't realize that I was only playing Hold'em against the house and not the rest of the table. <laughs> um, but still managed to, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. You know, the reverse yeah. psychology move. Yeah, that's, that's right. It. We were talking about right. that at, uh. Six in the morning after the 50 people left our room. <laughs> um, yes. I also want to call out, since I um, mentioned John Caruso before, uh, they did this great El Goose Times for the original um, show that was scheduled for December. Um, they were still handing those out. But check out the new volume released yep. today with cool yep. artwork by Kai Cousin. Shout out to Kai. Um, yeah, and, and it's a great – it's a great uh, – it's a great um, – uh, another addition to the Elgoose Times. So definitely look for that if you guys are going to the DC shows or any of these shows coming definitely, up this definitely. leg. Yeah, big week coming up. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, Brawley wants to know if uh, he should hit the, the 930 Club shows this week. Of course you should. I would. If I was in Swamp with stuff to do because I've been ignoring my job, yeah, then I would be mm-hmm. going. But yep. I decided I needed the job because we need money to put on this podcast. So yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, if you're around, you know the DC area. Go, you know, check out Ryan Storm. He's on tour. Meet the man in person. Uh, <laughs> even more of a babyface in person, it turns out. Um, <laughs> it's worth wondering if the gem of the year 2021 has been decided. Not quite yet. We're in the round of 32. Um, but you know, get on at Drive Goose on Twitter um, and uh, and vote there. And vote there. Yeah, David Miller on the way to 9:30. Um, you know, I want to actually give a shout out to two, uh, two close friends, fans, um, Kara and Nas from DC. Bruce and I were supposed to stay with them at the 930 club for the 930 club shows this weekend. We're not going. They bought all the ingredients to make us butter chicken. Oh, ah, am I really not going? I can hop Sorry, on an Amtrak for butter chicken. I mean, yeah, it's still time for an Amtrak, Bruce, if you want to hear it. <laughs> Um, but uh, if you're there at the 930 Club, try those try those cupcakes. But Kara Nas, we love you both dearly. We'll make it up to you in Philly somehow. Um, <laughs> Some way. <laughs> yeah, I fall yeah. short on my promises a lot, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> so we're, you know, we're making moves here. Thank you, all of you, for tuning in. Uh, these Tuesdays have been a whole bunch of fun. Um, it's good to, good to know that, frankly, uh, <laughs> a lot of people we know are willing to be wholly unproductive. <laughs> Thank you to all uh, of you. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Christmas, man. This was um, this was a, an incredible year. Obviously, the biggest Christmas yet. Uh, yeah. Huge, huge production. Mohegan Sun. You know, as EJ said, these casino maps are not psychedelically friendly. However, the lights certainly are. That's what kept me up so late, of course. Um, <laughs> so, like. Incredible weekend. You know, Mohegan, I think, has special significance in all of our lives. We've seen a lot of shows there over the years. You know, um, I, my first concert there, I think I mentioned this a couple couple Tuesdays ago, was Maroon 5. Unfortunately, Bruce Adam Levine's shirt was not off. Um, Maroon it doesn't 5, make sense. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. Songs about Jane Tor. Um, that was cool. You know, I never thought I'd be... Yeah, so you know, there where my friends were playing, uh, and I was somehow tangentially involved. 
Um, caught fish there a couple times, saw Prince there. And now on this illustrious list, we have Goose. Um, yeah. so, Bruce, tell me a little bit about what you did the night before Goosemas. All through the house. Oh, well, it's, well, yeah. Okay. So let's back up. So I do. So before Christmas, I did get a little warmed up um, here in Connecticut with uh, Joey Joey and our friends in residual groove, the Edwards brothers um, up at Tribus Brewery in, in Milford, Connecticut. It's a really cool spot and it, they do make some great beers. So if you are ever in, you know, the Fairfield County area, uh, go check that out. Milford's got a ton of cool spots, honestly. Um, sure, but um, but Tribus is actually a great spot to see a show. They have a good setup for a small show, um, big bar. You know, like I said, a lot of good beers. They got a back room with, with game tables and stuff. So that was a lot of fun. We got to go with a bunch of friends. Um, some of the photographers that were at Goosemas, Jamie Hunefeld, Quinn, they, they were there and um, just connected with a lot of people before the Goosemas event, which is a little bit of a whirlwind for uh you and i um we we had to do <laughs> what i some some work because <laughs> it said it on my pass i was working um but yeah <laughs> you know so we had to do some work before so it took up a, a bit of a, a chunk of our time uh but it was all good it worked out well we still got to see a lot of people which i was happy about and Definitely. you know i wanted to go back then to what you were saying i one of my bigger regrets is not seeing prince when he was at the arena i think I don't remember back when that was, but it was right before like a, a fish New Year's, and I'd yeah. already done a ton of fish that year. And then yeah. the price, the the seats were like for the upper bowl were like I don't know two seventy five or three hundred at the time. I was looking at tickets, and I was like, I just can't swing it. Now, unfortunately, he passed away. I think like the next year or two years. Yeah, it was later, a few months later. Yeah, um, that was right away. Yeah, so I that was a big big regret. Now that you mention it, man. But you know, I never been to the theater uh, to the arena. I've only been to the theater there. In like uh -huh. high school to see Alabama. And I don't know if any of y'all know Alabama, but one of the best Southern pop country rock acts ever, <laughs> in my uh, opinion. Uh, much less offensive. Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> yeah, much less offensive than Florida Georgia <laughs> Line. I don't even think I could listen to more than a minute of that. But um, yeah, check out Alabama. I even have a license plate, but didn't ever put it on my car for obvious reasons. So, sure. Uh, sure. But yeah, it, it was the only time. So I was really excited to see the arena and especially, like you said, um, to see our boys playing there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, back to that Prince thing one more time. So that was, um, I think that those shows were 2015. Uh, it was December oh, 2015. 2015. Okay. 27, okay. 2015. That was my Christmas present to my parents. Was his Prince tickets? Uh, and oh, cool! Yeah, we had to like drag my mom out of there during his fifth encore. Um, you know, she was she was she was loving the show, but it was great. You know, <laughs> it was evening. I uh, never really saw my parents get down like that, so I went from twenty seventh <laughs> Mohegan to four straight nights of fish, uh, which was which was super cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So so really, you know, awesome awesome experience getting Mohegan Sun, quick easy. Um, we. We can announce it now. We did a huge interview, um, arguably, with the ex exception of Franz Petit Lupin, probably the biggest guest we've ever had on The Great Beyond. Mm. So next week, we will be releasing an episode. We head down the pathway with the one and only Pete Shapiro of Brooklyn Bowl, of the Capitol Theater, of Relics Magazine, of Dayglow Ventures. We talked to Shapiro. He dug in with us, somehow understood our humor. <laughs> Joey doesn't yeah. seem to remember the interview, but yes, we did. Joey, you actually put together all the materials, if you don't recall. Oh, yeah. Um, Joey, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. So um, check out – yeah, be, be, be on the lookout for that interview coming next Wednesday. That's going to be a, an awesome episode. Um, 
really looking forward to listening back to that one. You know, if we can yeah, even get our sound engineer to get it mixed, who knows? Mm, that's right. Mm, Robbie chemical. Mm. So, uh, you know, I think this, this whole thing, this whole show, the whole spectacle of it was pretty incredible. I mean, first time in an arena, green rooms, locker rooms, catering, Gatorade, beer, Tons of locker rooms. Yeah, tons I, of locker I, rooms. I left our locker room and couldn't find the locker room. And somebody directed me to another locker room, locker room. Um, where Ben was – Ben and some other dude had some very strange glasses on. Ben was shirtless, and he was getting lasered. And I wow. said, this is not this is not where we're interviewing Pete. Um, yeah. Do you guys know where it is? And they did not. Um, they they seemed like they were involved in something, so I left. Yeah. 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 Ben, <laughs> ben needs his physical uh, body worked out in many different ways. So um, it's, it's we're not going to get into too many of those details. Right. Although we'll I could. Have yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Good call. Yeah. We need them. Um, so, but yeah, once I figured out where all the locker rooms were, I figured out where all the beer was. And then I, I you know, I utilized the green rooms to the fullest extent at that point. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, what a, what a crazy backstage dude, huge. And then huge columns backstage with, all of these cool axe logos like um printed on there like stamped on there and then signed underneath that shit it was really really cool so i don't know if they like goose do that yet you know yeah, mm -hmm. right um but uh it was really cool to see all that backstage and a lot of cool like a lot of cool records on the wall a lot of cool um commemorative memorabilia back there so it was really really neat definitely definitely um huge shout out to our homie uh jamie lunn um Happy birthday. Was it yesterday? Is it today? <laughs> of Apparently course. It's, it's, no, it's, we're going to get, we're going to get to this. We're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, but congratulations, huge congratulations to Ben um, and Sam on their engagement. Well, let's, let's get to that. That's, that's a set three do, thing. That's on the that's agenda. That's a track. Yeah, it's Please. a track we got to recap. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ben, have you told Sam about uh, the process of getting lasered by a man backstage? Maybe we want to talk to her about that a little bit. Um, let's dig in. <laughs> let's dig in to the music. The thing we allegedly know a little bit about. Um, so set one, like full disclosure, I'm still kind of processing all of this. Like I, it was just such an amazing experience that I, I haven't quite soaked it all in yet. Um, or at least that's what I'll attribute my cognitive capacity to. Um, <laughs> it's a good excuse, if any. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with so, that more um, often. <laughs> opener, Linus and Lucy. Probably not a surprise to anybody there. Classic, the old one too. Shake off the jitters with some Vince Guaraldi. Um, mm. My favorite oh, Goosemiss yeah. opener, of course. It only makes sense. Um, so Linus and Lucy got that out of the way, and then Yeti. Yeah, Boom. hopping right into Yeti. Yeah, which um, is good because it's like an opener anyway in those slots. They did that with the new songs, you know, play a new song and then and then boom, play a classic opener kind of after that. And it's and right. it's kind of a good way to lead into the it gives you like one long opener. It's it, Linus and Lucy was shorter, you know. So then jumping into Yeti, which people love love to hear those opening notes too. Um, yeah. And that yeah. really that really did build up, you know, the energy in the crowd uh, right away. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, I mean, sweet. And Quinn, you mentioned it, took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, Peter getting, getting athletic on top of that baby grand. You yeah. Know, that was a pretty incredible. The, the crowd was super hype on the floor. You know, that yeah. was like one of the things I immediately noticed that energy was absolutely infectious. You know, as soon as like Peter got up on that piano, hands went up. 
Um, and people were really loving it, you know, and I feel like that kind of uh, has a bit of a performer myself. Um, I know <laughs> a little bit of a little bit unsettling until you kind of get a crowd reaction at all. Like, you know, and yeah. so I feel like that was really it where um, where. Uh, you yeah, know, you look at it. I was like, OK, we've arrived. Um, yes. According to Storm, Storm, that ain't a baby grand piano. Yes. So I do have. So Ryan actually noted that I have listened to re-listened to the show. I did last night. So yes, thank you for pointing that out, Ryan. Bruce is prepared today. Yeah. I'm also prepared to say that um, that wasn't a baby grand because the entire show, I couldn't wait to get backstage to uh, make fun of Peter about it because I had a really good one. And I said, oh, you know, hey, Peter, um, is that a baby grand? Or are they letting you play the adult one these days? <laughs> and he said, fuck you. <laughs> and um, that was pretty much my answer. No, but he did mention that. It was actually a full grand. Yep. And Ryan said, full Yamaha, C7 grand piano. It was a full grand um, that he was playing up there. And man, those keys dude, sound so nice, <laughs> especially in an arena. It, it just so there's so clear, and and it's almost like ringing a bell, you know, out of the grand piano, or in, compared to what kind of sounds and effects you get out of out of the keys. So, um, what a surprise! Cool that uh, Mohegan had the backline, uh, baby grand, and I think they. This, I think I heard they're going to be playing at some venues that also might have one. So, um, let's see if they keep pulling that out in the future. That'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I know Radio City. Someone said had a house. Uh, House piano. I, I can only imagine that Radio City piano is probably like an old one from the 1800s or something that if Peter climbs up on my all the pieces, so rock and roll, right? Well, well, Peter's vegan, so I think he, I think he weighs a little less <laughs> right, than a feather yeah. by technical standards. So I don't think that it'll, uh, I don't think it'll sure. actually break. Oh, also, shout out to Chris Quinn. Mighty Quinn Media, shout out to Adam Berta, Focal Points of Local Joints, um, took some great pictures of Peter up on that uh, piano that are almost like frame worthy. So if you're online, you know, check some of those out. We had a lot of great photographers there this weekend. Um, yep. Jake Silico, Jay Blakesburg, Adam, like I mentioned, Quinn, like I mentioned, Jamie Hunefeld, like I mentioned, was at the Travis the other night. She was also taking pictures. Um, so go check all those photos out, man. Everybody gets cool photos in different ways. And and oh, and Brian Murphy too took some good shots of oh, yeah. on Instagram. Sure. So um, check all those guys out. They they're all so talented in and of themselves. So um, and a lot of great photos from the event to really capture what it was like at the arena for the first time for these guys. It was it was it was incredible. Yeah. Um. And quick little aside here, just because I want to just, you know, plug myself as much as I possibly can. Uh, shout out to Matt McNulty, our good friend, friend of the band. Uh, you may see us. McNulty. Love seat. Um, stay tuned for, well, maybe not today, but some more information about the <laughs> project um, that could involve myself. Um, so that, <laughs> Enough, enough. Um, this is a uh, we're, we're prone to tangents here. We're only on all we do is take asides in this show. Yeah. I'm not really, <laughs> it's not right. linear, yes, not at all. That's yeah, type two <laughs> podcasting all day, all day. Atlas Dogs, Bruce, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on Atlas Dogs. I was um getting ready to do that interview with Rick and Peter that I guess nobody heard. Um, so I actually I missed part of uh of, of the MSF one. So tell me a little bit about what we, what, what, yes, thank you, Joey. Um, tell me a little bit about <laughs> what you hear, what you see, what happens. Um, well, I think a lot of people are familiar with this now. They played it a few times. It's, it's a new song. It's got like this continuous drumline beat um, that kind of gives the song a lot of energy, even though the, the vocals and, and some of the rhythm over over the top of that, some of the melody over the top of that is almost, you know, is again, one of those more like vibey, you know, indie-ish kind of feel. But the drumline kind of keeps it going. 
And like we've talked about, man, I, I can't put my finger on whether or not, you know, how I, how I feel about Atlas Dawes. Sometimes I'm feeling like, oh, maybe it's my one of my lesser favorites of the new song. Sometimes I feel like they it hits and sounds good. And they've only played it a few times, so it's really hard to tell. I like this version, but I was talking to a lot of people yesterday who kind of, you know, were you know, out of all the new stuff that they played at Goosemas. They did play seven new songs, like, um, you know, some first time plays. I think this was one that just didn't click as much with some people. Um, I thought it was kind of good placement. Um, I thought the jamming was pretty cool um, after the composed part, you know, kind of like a, a fluttering rock style jam from Rick. And then the last four or five minutes were like more moody. You know, you're getting a lot of keys towards in, in these jams, sometimes towards the end, like Peter carrying a lot of them. And I don't know if maybe that was just because of the baby grandma, although sometimes I did see him on the keyboards too. Um, but he was getting showcased a lot in the, in these and he gets showcased a little bit towards the end of this. Um, you know, Trevor, this is this is the jam that really he always sounds good in Yeti. This is a jam that clicked for me. It was like, man, I was listening last night and I was like, God, man, Trevor, he sounded good in the arena and he sounds good on the on the soundboard. He really stands out a lot in this show, um, mm -hmm. in general. Trevor, but he yeah, sounded fantastic. This is the Trevor show. Yeah. show. It's the tweak show today. So mm -hmm. he sounded fantastic um in this and throughout the jam segment, especially, but but really throughout the entire song, you know, and then I just, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think it was that bad. It, maybe it was a little long. I just think people, maybe a lot of people are on the fence about Atlas Dawes. So it's kind of an interesting new song uh, to get takes on. Um, but then I was more interested really. Then after that, we got the um, echo of a rose, the fast version of that, which I thought after that kind of, you know, flowing, you know, kind of marching Atlas dogs, um, then they take a break and, and jump into Atlas, Echo of a Rose. The fast version's cool because it's dancey. You know, it's a little bit more up tempo. Um, and Echo of a Rose has great lyrics. I love. I just love that song. There was some hot takes on on this fast Echo. Oh, let's talk about these hot takes. So first of all, obviously <laughs> after a band's biggest show in their history, um, you know we need hot takes in August. Like, there's reason why there's a junior and senior analyst that exists here. And that's who are they? Who are they? Right, we've moved up. But yeah, some hot takes. What was the what was the big thing? Uh, was it Leon George and Al Goose who mentioned? Um, yeah, um, I mean, require multiple tempo changes. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, that you know, it's almost like now that they have variation in tempo for all I need for so ready, even though so ready and so ready are more than just variation in tempo. They're really different, different songs. songs. So she's the same way, but yeah. it's yeah. like, um, and then you get the, um, the, the, so we have the tumble and tumble, the so-and-so yeah. ready AIN. Now we have echo with different versions of it. Um, I think they have a lot of different versions of a lot of these songs. It's kind of yep. nice that they can still play these hits that sound great in, in different styles and can fit in set lists because they're different styles. I, so somebody, you know, I think it was uh, our buddy Cam. Yeah. You guys like fast echo. So I didn't at first when, I, when we heard it in Austin, Greg and I were in Austin. I just <laughs> was like, mm. these guys are already <laughs> like, travel all the way to Texas. We can't even see them. Uh, oh, I was like, uh, but you know, and I yeah. think it grew on me. The one from Mission was sick. Yeah. I, I, it was sick. I love so, that. That's incredible. Mission is what's old me. Yeah. So then this one too, I'm just like, now I'm looking forward to hearing it. And I did, I re-listened last night and I thought it was pretty good, but you know, not only Leon, but a lot of people, I just think, think they thought it was sloppy. 
Um, you know, he doesn't think the cadence of the lyrics and the dance beat don't mix. I think that's what I was thrown off by the first time we heard it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. You know, I don't know what. How? What do you think, Greg? Um, I think Connor's dad's shrooms kicked in during Echo, and he proceeded to smile his way through the first his first goose show. Those are that's, that's what I want to hear. Oh, yeah. drugs are good. Songs are good. It's, it's yeah, easy peasy. Go. <laughs> yeah, here. Um, so uh, maybe uh, for all of you who had a little trouble with Fast Echo, feel free to reach out to Connor's dad uh, for the right shrooms to access the music. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, we're better. <laughs> Maybe we need more tangents. I don't really know. Um, so- I, 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 it's hard to tell what we're, what is actually a tangent and what was we were meant to talk about. So <laughs> we need you, Joey. Um, so uh, followed up by so ready. Obviously, you know me, joyous that it was not slow ready. Um, this was obviously a, a show that required a, a, a so ready. Um, yeah, you know, classic, classic heater. Um, and uh, I was I was happy. Thought it was going to be just that closer, actually. So I was starting to sweat for my interview. <laughs> we got a a beautiful Silver Rising. Yeah, um, yeah. Silver Rising is a cool song, and I guess this is cool. a Echo slightly different arrangement than the first time. Um, <laughs> Echo of a <laughs> Good one, Brian. Um, I like that. I like that one. Yeah, we're keeping that one. Um, so, uh, yeah, Silver Rising, beautiful, like I said, um, will totally be, um, on the soundtrack for the Teen Wolf reboot. Mm, yeah, that's, and that's, I can't wait till they start getting, uh, you know, very specific songs about werewolves on soundtracks. That's going to be the next step in their evolution. Um, you know, one thing I love about this song, and I really grew to like about Redbird after actually taking the time to listen to the song, finally, um, was that they, these vocal rounds are cool. They kind of yeah. set this cool ambiance and 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 mood um, that feels different than when the, when you try to do the same sort of mood with instruments, you know, and, and in yeah. jamming. Um, so it just gives them another layer um, to add to some of these jams and and some of these atmospheres that they create during shows. So I've, gr- I've gr- grown to like that a lot. Peter's vocals are sounding better all of the time, and Rick and Peter getting are clicking on timing and harmonizing a lot. Um, better all of the time as well. And and so these rounds are really working for me. It's and it's neat to, to hear more of that in these songs where you don't hear that a lot in, in jam bands. Um so it's pretty cool. I'm liking those. I'm liking those um those rounds as well. Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, I heard you know tonight at 9 30 club we're gonna get a 26 minute row, row, row your boat. So um yeah it's gently down the stream. I uh, should have taken that Amtrak dude. Yeah <laughs> butter right. chicken and rowing a boat baby. Come on dog we're missing out. We're missing out. Um, so set one over into interview with Greg Knight. Um, thank you for those of you who tuned in and listened to it. Apparently there were some audio ish, uh, issues, but um, got some good comments from Rick and Peter. Got some, you know, good to kind of break down the set with them. Um, but, you know, I'm glad we could figure out the audio issue. Thank you to every single person that texted and called me while I was on. To let me know that there, there were a lot. Issues. Yeah, it was good <laughs> as I was trying to read the comments on the stream. Uh, I got about six phone <laughs> calls and texts. Um, but my mom said I made, I did a good job based on what I had, so I can only imagine it was okay. Um, set one, you know, like quick set break, back in for set two, opened with a Rockdale. The guys released Rockdale yesterday on YouTube. Check it out. Um, feel free to watch and argue about how many people were there based on um, looking at the seats. Rockdale was awesome, kind of a standard one. Um, heard some 
grumblings about um, them playing Rockdale a lot lately. What do you think about that, Bruce? Yeah, man. I mean, like like we were saying, dude, there were hot takes, <laughs> hot take after hot take Sunday and Monday. I, I'm just kind of surprised by that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I can't get enough of Rockdale. I mean, somebody had posted on the board, a, a longtime fan, Matt Ferrari, he's a big fan. Um, but he, you know, posted about, it's kind of tongue in cheek, but posted about maybe put, putting Rockdale to bed for a little bit because they've played it quite a bit since they kind of introduced it to Fred. But it's like, again, I think people forget a lot of the evolution of this band over the course of the COVID period, where even still today, with 18,000 people in El Goose, just for example, and we have subreddits, we have Twitter, everything, but just for El Goose, we have 16,000 people uniquely who are active every month. And a lot of them still have not seen the band or have seen them once. Right. And like, if they're going to go see them, you know, they've heard all these recorded versions of Rockdale that are sick. It's like, oh man, I'd love to hear that live. Well, the band knows right. that they're going to go play in these new places. Sure. You know, they want, they want to play it for these fans that have never gotten to see them. And yeah. like, so Rockdale still getting a lot of play. It's less than a year old. Um, I, I love hearing it. I think it's sick. I don't think they need to kind of take it out of the rotation anytime soon. Right. Um, but I get where he's coming from. He saw it a, maybe like, I think he's at three or four times in like six shows. And that's just kind of partly luck. And that's just the way right. they've been playing, putting, playing and putting together set lists. So, um, you know, it, w- there will be one day when you're not seeing Rockdale and, um, and you you're going to ask for a bat. Yeah, yeah. I'll be backstage, you know, yeah. pushing Rick up against the wall and saying, where's Rockdale? You know, so stuff like that. So it'll be my last time backstage. So let's move away from this. Like it's my third show. They're playing this song too much. You know, <laughs> yeah. How many times I've yeah. Seen I need? come on, dog. Come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, <laughs> so um, I don't on. need. <laughs> <laughs> All I needed. So, um, <laughs> so on to uh, Redbird, straight burden, straight burden up in there, up in there. Um, another one where I was, I was like finally done with, with responsibilities, uh, had to go find Connor's dad, uh, and, uh, you know, was wrapping up my, the mics and everything backstage, which is why I left my cables in your bag, Bruce. Um, oh, but, yes. uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on Redbird? They were straight burden through it. This is the cable, everybody. The cable. Yeah, no, they were straight burden. I mean, like we talked about with Silver Rising, do you know, I guess I, I just love that. I love the vocal jam or the rounds, whatever you want to call that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and the textures that they created that these Redbird jams, so like I, I really see why people really like got were attracted yeah. to Redbird. It's like kind of a bit of a more mature Peter song. Um, mm-hmm. it's fitting more than some of his past songs have, which are a little bit more poppy into like this more, you know, indie kind of, um, more mellow kind of mood kind of vibe. And, and, um, besides just the singing, they, they build out these textures and these jams that are, uh, you know, they, they give you a lot of feeling. They're, they're really melodic and nice, yeah. almost kind of like those blissful jams people will talk about. Um, but they do it consistently. So I liked it, definitely. And I was happy to hear it live. I think my first time hearing it live, you know, I only heard yeah. the recording. So yeah. um, I was definitely happy to hear it. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, you know, I, I think I emerged from backstage um, during Redbird. Um, and actually it was just kind of like, I took my time to walk around a little bit, second set. Um, wanted yeah. to just kind of catch a couple different vantage points um, and just really, you know, experience the show from from a few different places. I really like to do that, um, you know, really abuse my all-access pass. But also, it's cool to just be able to kind of take in the perspective. Working. Working. working hard. <laughs> well, you actually were working. I mean, I was just like 
sitting there hoping you would get audio working. So I, I didn't, I was moral support most of the night. Burning calories. Uh, so Redbird into Rosewood Heart. I was stoked for a Rosewood. Both Redbird and Rosewood just, they suit a grand piano so well. I mean, they yeah. suit baby band very well. Like, you know, I can only imagine yeah. this friend so well. Um, so, you know, good, good Rosewood jam. Um, I did, I did feel like on the whole, the guys were pretty cautious this show. They didn't take any really grand leaps like into deep, dark territory with the jams. They, they you know, a lot of them were, yeah. were kind of in the box, if you will. And, and I don't necessarily think that was, I don't know that that was intentional, but like, um, you know. Yeah. I think that's a good point. I, I hadn't, and I hadn't, one I hadn't heard people mention online. Of course, um, and I hadn't thought of I'm it. I'm here for analysis. Yeah, baby. Um, analyzing. So it's, I think that's, um, <laughs> you know, that Rosewood was only 12 minutes or something wow. like that, 11 and a half yeah. minutes. They're, yeah, they're normally huge these days, um, every time practically. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, I think there's probably a bit of that is to, you know, kind of lends itself to how many new songs they were playing, even though they played them live a couple times and whatnot. Um, some of them were first time played live. You know, that's just, I think that was where they took their leaps and their risks. And a lot of people had noted that online. Um, you know, I think that's where they were putting, you know, putting all their risks at and, and just wanted to make sure that everything else they were playing, you know, smoothly, flowing smoothly um, yeah. and just playing clean versions of. Because, again, you had I'm sure we had tens of thousands of people watching the Twitch stream, the free stream for 2020. Christmas. Yeah. So this one had this one must have had thousands, yeah. many more. So, like, um, you know, when you're reaching that big of an audience, there's always a sort of, um, you know, uh, a very specific way that you're going to want to approach that and that show. And I think that's was top of mind for them a lot totally. um, on Saturday. Totally. Yeah. Um, let's follow up from Rosewood. My personal highlight, Sinnerman, Man, a Simone cover. First time played, obviously was released, uh, you know, a couple months back um, in conjunction with secretly Canadians, 25th anniversary, big fundraiser. Um, mm. But uh it was a great Sinnerman. I mean, we had a chance to catch up with Rick uh, on Sunday as we were leaving, and he said he felt like they were kind of most locked in there. I, I agree. You know, that, that was incredible. I hope that this really, really emerges a little bit more in the, um, in the live catalog. I agree. This cover is, uh, is sweet. And it, ha- and it has it all. It's just the, the – the- the mood that that it puts out it, it almost it has this darker mood just right off the bat you yeah. know and that's so that's great because then that lends them to just if they were going to go go out there with a version of this their the studio version that they were had released in december is only about seven minutes or something like that this was only about 10 or a little yeah. less yeah so again talking about you know trying to keep them in a bo- in the box a little bit but even then it just sounds like a, it sounds like a psychedelic song it sounds like they're you know, they're going out into space anyway, just kind of playing right. in the same structure. I agree with you, dude. I hope this comes out a lot more because um, I, I'd love to hear this in a lot of different parts in a, in a show. I think it does fit their vibe super well. And if you had something like we had that into the mist and then the can't get you out of my head in mission, I always think about these, like, you know, transitioning from something like wisteria to something dark and upbeat like center man or something like that, or, you know, out of a creature is the same place you could put a song. I like, can't get you out of my head. And it just keeps that vibe going. So I think they got a lot of cool stuff to do with this. I, and I really do hope to hear it a lot more. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it certainly inspired you and I to sin aggressively after the show, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, I was just sinning all weekend, to be honest, you know, Flip. I am the sinner man himself. Um, so on to Empress, um, another one that people said they've heard a lot of. You know, I love I love Empress. I thought I, I thought Empress was coming. Um, wanted just to, to hear their rip off that piano. You know, and also... You know, music aside, I think it was a standard kind of Empress. Uh, but music aside, that pause in Empress was pretty powerful. Yeah. And, you know, again, even when I was re-listening, I felt like the Empress was a lot longer when I was at the show. Yeah. Um, thanks, Connor's dad. But, yeah, I just thanks thought, you know, I felt like it was a lot longer re-listening when I didn't have Connor's dad around. I just wasn't um, – I noticed that it was only like 13 and a half minutes. And, yeah, that pause Ooh. actually comes kind of early. Um but man, that was a lot of fun. You know, even though people were reflecting on this show as though it was a little underwhelming from an energy standpoint because it kind of kept this moody vibe going the entire time. It wasn't as dancey. Um, I think the crowd there, I always felt like had a lot of energy. Every time the crowd had an opportunity to, um, you know, to, to use their voices, um, they were loud, man. And, and oh, yeah. during those cheers, like they were super loud, you know? Yeah. And yeah, crowd went off during that pause. Yeah, exactly, Greg. So it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I thought it was great too, and I, and I also thought it was a really good way to end that set with uh, Sinner Man into Empress, oh, uh, you know, cool dark energy into the cool, um, fun, you know, positive energy that you get out of Empress. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, funny enough, I was uh, that's when I was doing my kind of um, cruising of the venue space and, and popped in and saw a couple of people. So I did, um, I was with our friends, uh, Connor Falvey and, um, Sarah Graber from relics, um, took a little walk over to, to their section, which was, uh, on what's his name? The guy. Oh yeah. Trevor side. Um, so I had a really good vantage point for, uh, to see Ben's proposal and, oh, nice. um, you know, historically I've, have been loose-lipped with certain things, um, but this is something I was managed managed to keep secret. I had to apologize to Sam afterwards uh, because I was literally avoiding her on you know show that I love <laughs> Sam, love to hang out with Sam, but like anytime she started a conversation with me, I was walking in the opposite direction. So I didn't want to let anything go. Um, so the whole you know the whole Goose Girls gang was able to keep Sam in one place on on side stage, um, and and you know Ben's proposal went off with uh, with out a hitch. Um, and then apparently he went backstage to make out with his hot fiance. Yeah, it went off without a hitch besides Ben's normal awkwardness and inability yes. to communicate as smoothly, as eloquently as somebody like you know myself or sure, you. Of course. Um, but yep. you know, it, you know, it could have been better. But no, mm -hmm. I I I was I was actually surprised. I didn't even remember, but I had talked to Ben a little bit a long a while back. Maybe back it was almost after T5. And mm -hmm. I think he actually mentioned to me that him and Sam was kind of looking at rings or he was thinking about that stuff, you know. And and I had totally forgotten about it. Um uh and then so when this came around, you know, one of our friends, Eric, uh Emacs came down and we were talking in the stands. And he's like, do you want to, you know, do you want to know a special surprise from the set? And I was like, no, dude, I don't care. Yeah. What is it going to be? Some like indie cover? No, I don't give a shit. So like, um, but you know, I didn't know. And normally I don't want to hear surprises. You know, in the past, John's been so excited about some of the things the band was doing that he's like, oh, you know, you want, do you want to hear about this? I'm like, no, no, no. I'd rather be surprised. No. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so it's like, uh, you know, Eric said the same thing. I was like, no, I had no idea. Um, so I was very excited. I was definitely screaming 
pretty loud when that was going on, you know, and um, really super happy for them. They're very good friends of ours. And, um, you know, and, and just, just seeing everything come together for the band in terms of all these relationships and, and in terms of our, our crew and, um, you know, everything building up in a positive direction. This is just another step. So we're really happy uh, for them and, and happy everybody got to see it. What a, it was a, such a cool surprise, I think, for, for Christmas and for all Absolutely. fans there. So. Well, yeah, and so, it got its own track. Got its own track on the soundboard. Peter, dude, Peter thought it was that important to cut yeah. it. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, we love love here at the Great Beyond. Um, mm. So that's great. Congratulations to the love birds, the red birds. Straight bird in love. Yeah. All right. Now Bruce is done talking about people's relationships. All right. Change, we're, we're new gonna, tangent. Now the tangent. We're taking a sidestep. <laughs> Let's take a quick pause to wish a happy birthday to Kathy Kirkies. Oh, what's up? Happy birthday, oh, yeah. Kathy. Uh, ride or die, the road dog. Hit yeah, the, Kathy's hit the trekking to DC. Stream yeah. for the fans. We love Kathy here. Kathy, yeah, happy yeah. birthday. You have a great show tonight. Yes, All right, let's talk about set three. All right, word. Um, so set, set three. three. What'd they do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I, was, I was just remembering Connor's dad, and I just totally blanked for a second. But yeah, I, uh, uh, they did all these new songs straight off the beginning of that uh, born. album. Born. Born. That's it. <laughs> that was the answer? Oh, yeah. oh it's in the notes, you know. Oh, look at this. sound engineer Robbie's calling in during the episode. That's excellent. <laughs> Uh, what cool. <laughs> like we said, love our sound. We <laughs> love when people call us and we're live. We love it all the time. So free call us. Maybe maybe next episode our giveaway will just be to call me the most times during live. Um, Feel free to come so, knock on my doors. Also, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, just go for it. Um, born, born through born. Set three most psychedelic ever. Born, born. Um, so. Um, <laughs> so a new song it was a single it's um they played it a bunch of times now live and everybody was questioning how it was going to sound live i had wrote you know that neptune theater version from seattle uh in early february is awesome really changed my mind about born a lot mm -hmm. even though i kind of like the song anyway i thought i could hear it in a live setting that was a sick one because of the sick jam that came out of it again going back to what you said Greg, a lot of things that more kept in the box. I knew they knew they were on a, a time limit. And the, for time the, third set, the time crunch too. Yep. The time crunch. So this born clocked in a little over 10 minutes. It was not something like that Neptune born that went out um, pretty far. Um, but I like the song. It was, I like it. I've always thought it would be a good set opener. So mm -hmm. again, placement, I thought was cool. You know, you kind of knew what you were getting in for. I think once they started playing born, but especially once they moved into hunger site. Yeah, definitely. So Hunger Sight, um, you know, you know me, love Hunger Sight. Uh, one quick mm -hmm. thing, Teapot, great question. The proposal, Ben's proposal was not rescheduled from the original Christmas date. The ring was just finished. Um, so great that um, that that was able to work out. Um, they didn't have a later curfew in December either. This is just certainly, this is the timeline that the, um, that the venue has, you know. Um, and yeah. plus it kind of sucks with that. The way you know Mohegan approaches selling booze, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> get a little get a little rough if they stop selling beer. You know, could only buy it one at a time, and then had to wait, you know, to get out of the show forever. That'd be rough. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Born with Fire, Hunger Sight, 
I've been waiting. Okay, I've been waiting to hear Unger cite for a year now, um, and it was it lived up to expectations. To me, this this Hunger site was the statement. Like we are an arena band, arena sound, big sound, big tune. Um, yeah. Let us know in the chat what you thought about Hunger site. I'm really interested to you know because to me, when I first heard this, the studio recording, it was. Uh, it really signaled this band's growth, right? This band's big room potential. And I think it made sense for them to hold on to it and debut in a room like this. Yeah. And I actually was, you know, um, a little confused as to what it was at, at first. And then I got, I caught when it was hunger site um, because I had only heard that, that draft version like one time, one time, you know, and a little piece of it maybe um, from the album. So this is my first time really hearing it, you know, really hearing it. And, yep. um, and then plus, yeah. So what do we say? So I see, yeah. John Cruz mentioned hunger site was fantastic. Daniel mentioned it. It was Ryan did Keith did. I mean, Oh, EJ did. So it's like, yeah, I really thought it was very cool song. Um, I, I get the fact that when they, you're playing three new songs, there's probably a lot of people there who are confused and don't have somebody to tell them, oh, yeah, this is a new song. Or they yeah. pick it up on it. They've just never heard it before. So it's an all-new experience. It could be either greatest thing ever or a little, a little jarring. Um, for me, I was just so happy to hear these new songs now and and yeah. seeing that when hunger site it was like starting to think okay are they going to go through the album you know you know they didn't have time to do that but it was mm -hmm. it was kind of starting to, to come in people's minds come across people's minds so um but i was definitely enjoying it you know just out of the personal pleasure of being able to hear these songs for the first time hear how they would flow because i thought that when seeing the album track list i was thinking okay so putting these three at the beginning, I, I could guess I can see what they're trying to do for the flow and structure. And I think slow ready comes next. So um, I think it bodes really well for the album, having a studio album that has that cohesive sound that flows really nicely, um, both through ups and downs and through the melodies throughout is the, you know, the, what I'm looking for in a, in a studio album. Definitely. So I Absolutely. think we're getting to see a little preview of what that's going to sound like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's a very, very, very important point is that, if you go back and listen to Moon Cabin and Shenanigans, like the guys really like to put an album together that makes sense and is sequential, you know, and and weaves together well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it was it was a seamless, you know, kind of step by step into Dripfield. And oh man, that was uh, redripulous. A little, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that was a good drip. one. We're officially going by Drip Van Winkle, Drip Hamilton. Now. <laughs> um, uh, drip, drip and drip. Drippity, droppity. <laughs> I mean, what, what are we about? 24 minutes, 26 minutes. Um, thanks to Brian Murphy for the drips. Um, <laughs> drip drop. Drip drop, drop drip. Um, so <laughs> incredible, incredible, incredible. 24 minutes of just absolute fire flames. And it builds on itself, right? Like it starts with this do, 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 arpeggiated synth. Uh, it drips, if you will. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think the guys were patient. They let this build and it was kind of, it's kind of like a different sonic, it's a different soundscape for them, you know? I feel like oh, so many times so, yeah. have been so linear, right? You know, build, peak, build, peak, build, peak. Um, but this was like, that sounds coming left, right, right, left, right, left. Could have been because it was third set. Right. Arpeggiated drip. 
<laughs> but yeah, but yeah, like that's that's that was the whole thing with leading Greg from born through hunger site through Dripfield. That it that progression in and of itself, like you said, it's taking people to a whole different space, a whole different realm of sound of soundscapes in these environments that the band can put together. Um, that is kind of getting new. You know, it's a newer field. It's heavier indie indie vibes through Retripulous. <laughs> it's uh, heavy indie vibes. Um, you know, and it's but it's cool. It's transportative. You know, and mm -hmm. um, and that that the pacing between Hunger Sight and Dripfield, it was like one long segment to me that had all of these different you know um, pieces of it that fit together really well. And like you said, it kind of kind of builds and ebbs and flows in a, in a, in a different sort of scenery than a lot of their music does. And um, I think putting those three together and playing them live like that, especially in an arena, now you're testing out the songs live again in a different way, testing them out together, seeing how they can flow, testing them out in the third set to see how yeah. people react and what kind yeah. of energy you can build, you know? So they had a lot of these opportunities to try out a lot of things and present all of these new songs at once on a live stream to tens of thousands of people. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I get why they took this chance and took this yeah. risk. And I thought it was excellent. I thought Dripfield was maybe the highlight of the night. It's between that and Sitterman, you know, yeah. um, for me. So, uh, and when it's incredible version and a lot of people who I knew I was talking to who thought Dripfield when they released the single, was one of the best new songs that they had released um, recently, yeah. whether live or in studio. Um, and we're waiting to hear it live. And I think we got our answer as far as yeah. what they could do with it live. Yep. And I think really good points are in the chat. Kathy, Brian, EJ, Greg, uh, Jeff, and Ben. Drums were really, really just on display here. Um, I, like, I like where things are going with percussion. Um, you know, we can have this ongoing battle as far as who needs to be louder when, um, you know, half the chat's going to say the room was too loud. Half the chat's going to say they could hear Trevor and Jeff and Ben and us have won't. Um, we can talk about right. that at length, but I think regardless, what I know is that this album has been written and recorded with Jeff as a full member. Shenanigans was written and recorded over years, right? And Jeff's parts were kind of, you know, Fit and yeah. had already been built themselves. These were built with Jeff, and so we're going to really see a lot more growth and development of these songs in the world of percussion. Um, I can't wait to, to just to see what happens next. Um, so really, really happy. Um, this is awesome, Connor. Ben was very engaged. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I that is good. That is Ben Connor. Analysis we need. Connor's firing on all cylinders today. That's it, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got to join this family, man. They got some. Yeah, I know. I know it. You know, and a lot of people, one thing I wanted to add, a lot of people may not know, is actually the D in CBD stands for drip field. So just yes. a big heads up yes. for people. Yeah, just some some factoids for you out yes. there. Um, so take that home and tell that to people as uh, factual information and see what they say. Yes, yeah, CB um, drip. <laughs> um, see me drip. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Sunset Lake, as we did establish on Sunday morning, a lake is just a field of drips. Uh, <laughs> it's science. It's, it's science. Yes, that's it's it. actually science. So, yeah. Um, crazy. Inarguable. Indisputable science. Um, let's, you know, let's, let's move ahead. Media uh, <laughs> Encore. I just happened to be uh, standing right back on the stage on... Um, as the guys were discussing what they were gonna, what they were gonna close the show with, 
Um, originally, it was Tumble on the set list, and I just kind of peeked my head around the corner and said, you know, it's a big show. It could be good for Arcadia. So sorry for those of you who wanted to hear Tumble. Uh, but I thought Arcadia was a fitting close to the show. Oh, so did I. I, I um, just because people question uh, my knowledge, I actually called this Arcadia out in the crowd like three or four minutes. You called, you called that the band would play their biggest song ever at their biggest show ever. For their encore, yes, yeah. I did. Uh, so, I mean, when you talk about when you talk about in depth analysis, that is what where the well springs from, you know. And um, I actually thought I actually thought they were going to do everywhere and to take on me and just yeah, literally lose every fan they had. But no, they ended up going with Arcadia, um, like we knew they should, and yes. um. I love the I love the fake out a little bit to, to tumble. Eric, Greg's yeah. assistant, I actually uh, immediately was like, "Oh, this is tumble," and like went to go get a water or pee really quick, and came back like two minutes later and was like, "No, it was Arcadia." Um, yeah, yeah. So it was a good um, fake out. It was a good Arcadia. Great way to yeah. end. You can't get wrong with For sure. Arcadia. Trevor was yeah. Trevor was ripping. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I was saying, imagine if they did play Hot 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 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, insane. Uh, but great fitting clothes to an incredible night um you know and then and then Joey joey after showy greg and bruce's room you know till sunrise um but what i want to know is with so many new songs played the guys whose catalog isn't big enough uh with so many new songs played you know at the show and 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 uh, you know come, probably some things people didn't expect i'm wondering let us know in the chat what you think um, songs that you would have wanted to hear. Bruce, I know you had mentioned like you're into the mist and creatures. You love that for the, you know, kind of the energy. Um, yeah. But what do you think, Bruce? And let us know in the chat what you guys missed. Well, like I did. Um, so I was going to try to make a post and all ghosts, you know, community engagement and all that shit that doesn't matter. But um, I, I, so I wrote up these three set lists that I would, I was like, you know, what would I want to hear? At, and it's, it's really hard to put that together. You know, I try to put some new songs in here. I put Madonna in there, a couple Madonna covers that they didn't do. I really don't know what I have to do to get them to play holiday at Goosemas. I mean, we got a freaking podcast now, but now I can't get one favor from these guys, but no, I would have loved to hear creatures. Of course, you know, wisteria i mean it's just hard because i'm i'm used to a lot of the those cla the classics or the older songs and um love a lot of them really deeply and um i think a lot of people sort of wanted to hear hits some people wanted to hear the new stuff we I, we knew right. everyone should have known we were going to get some new stuff i think dripfield was a given you know a couple other new songs were a given redbird was probably a given silver rising i think a lot of people thought they might play at yeah, Jet Stone, we're never gonna get it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Yes, Marshall, I, we appreciate the, the um that you've been around for a long time. Uh, <laughs> um Escape. Escape McNulty one escape. I mean, maybe a Monavon, but they played Arcadia. To me, it's like you get you're gonna get one of those at a show. You're gonna get Arcadia or Monavon is like, you know, one mm -hmm. of the big fan favorites. It's I you know, I don't know. You know, it's it's hard to say. FF I kind of didn't want to hear. Well, uh, which I always they just yeah, and they, they just did it. Even though everything was on the table, they did just just do it. You know, it's you know, it's it's hard to say. This new this is a band that's trying to go in a, in a certain direction, and yep. that's why they wanted to convey that direction to everyone on the stream. They wanted yep. to try that direction um, to its fullest in this arena. Yep. Uh, you know, it's going to be harder to tell what 
what they're going to feel like doing in a show um, coming up and what, what we, what we're going to start wanting out of a show. Um, yeah. You know, seekers. Yeah. I always love seekers, but they played it a lot. I think some of the times they've been placing seekers lately has been rough because it's a little bit um, too slow and poetic at some of the times that they put it in there. But I always love an upbeat dance show. Don't get me wrong. We've seen them at bars a ton of times. All those fun old school goose shows. Like, I love that, you know, of right. course. But there's so much about what they do now that I also like. And it's a more psychedelic or vibey or ambient kind of style and um, a lot more indie vibes. I think something that yeah. people are going to have to get used to. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's really hard to say. What were you, you going to kind of, what were you planning on or really wanted to hear out of that? Um, I live by the words I saw Kendall McCarbo on. Our friend Kendall, photo, photographer extraordinaire, say, um, "If you oh, go yep. in with expectations, it's the easiest way to leave this plane. Let the guys do what they want to do. You know, I'm actually I I, I did see that comment. You know, um, could have seen a dead cover, but like the yeah. thing about it is, I really like that. Obviously, Linus and Lucy was a given for a cover, and then Spider-Man debut was cool. But otherwise, they stuck to Goose material. Yeah, yeah. too. You know, to really to go out and play your own music." Um, and you know, so for me, it would have been good. Um, okay. Connor, you're on fire today. Like I said, <laughs> um, for those of you who aren't Connecticut locals, uh, the wild, <laughs> you know, Foxwoods had a slapper of a, um, advertisement song in the mid nineties when the casinos were being built. The Foxwoods, yeah, take a chance, make it happen. About the goes. That's incredible song. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe Foxwoods will get the guys to play one, one you know, one day. But uh, that would have been that. That's one I could have uh, could have made an exception. <laughs> that would have been dope. But you know, Camino One, Chris Murphy. By the way, I just want to call this out. Camino One, dude. I've been wanted. That's the Ted Tape song I've wanted for a really long time. Yeah. That thing is. Yeah. Funky and and cool as fuck. I just date. That is the next Ted Tape song I, I want to hear um, them play for, live for sure. I would have loved to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I guess you know what could have ripped in there too was uh, was a Bobby Donnie. Oh, uh, old 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 Robert Donald. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, dude, there's tons of shit. Europa would be a cool Ted Tape. I mean, there's Home Depot theme. I just uh, want to hear all of them play that yeah. again. Yeah. But yeah. so, I mean, that's just, uh, there's tons of stuff that they could have played, but it, it is what it is. They're going to go choose what they want. It's the same thing you get out of fish shows and a lot of other shows. And that's why, like, like Kendall said, it's great. I've never, that's always how I approach Humphrey shows when I was really um, seeing them a lot in the 2000s and stuff. And like, you know, I just never had an expectation of, of, of what was going to get played. I just liked hearing the band's play music that I went to go see a lot. And that's how it is with goose, you know, and um, sure. There's always something that you might want. You might not get out of it. And sometimes they might play the, sh the perfect show for you. Um, yeah. But yeah. I just, I like the approach that they took and it just made a lot of sense. Given all yeah. given so many of the opportunities they had to do different things at Goosemas with a crowd that is mostly big fans and yeah. people who know them well, or, yeah. or who aren't going to be turned off by a show that it wasn't their um, favorite. You know, so it's a good opportunity for them to try all of this stuff. And I think they just, they were smart to take advantage in the way that they Definitely. Did. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I think this, this, this um, comment from Alexander certainly wraps it well. The catalog is strong AF now. Um, you know, after this, this start to this year, all this new music, new jams, like so much coming at us and a new album on the horizon. I am just so excited about 
the future. You know, this was a huge exclamation mark on what was an incredible year last year. I'm kind of happy it happened in February. You know, they had they had an amazing Chicago, pair of Chicago shows for New Year's. And like, you know, this this almost celebrates like the first Legator. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. Interesting play. Yeah, interesting point. Yeah, but that's true. Uh, not a lot of chomping. Um, EJ noticed. That's right. I certainly was chomping. Um, had a chance to actually run into uh, Jeff and Steve Engborg. Um, of oh, really? Yeah, of Jeff oh, Engborg. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I chomped all the way through Rosewood, catching up with them. I haven't seen them in years. So uh, good that. But we were we were um, secluded. So. Uh, <laughs> So let us know also in the chat, like just raise your hand. I don't know. Give me a thumbs up. If it was your first Goosemas wondering because the last the in-person Goosemas was, oh, there he is. Uh, oh, we got Jeff on the chat. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> let us know. Give me a thumbs up or a hi, whatever. If it was your first Goosemas um, in person, because I realized the last one we had with people was what? Wall Street. Yeah. Wall Street. Yeah. Wall Street Theater in 2019. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, Eric! Oh, yo! We already talked about <laughs> Um, I don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's for uh, that's for the studio episode. T- tune in next Wednesday. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, so whole bunch of people first Goosemas ever. Um, I can say as someone who has been to seven of eight uh, Goosemases, um, welcome to all all of you. You know, it's it's incredible that this is a trans a tradition that that has carried on with our friends for years, and you know, to see all of these people traveling coming in, um, it's just amazing. You know, so we're looking forward to celebrating with all of you year after year. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Guzmas is always the fucking greatest, dude. It's it's such a fun event. You know, I know Mohegan had its. You know, people had issues there with a lot of different things. And, and you know, it made it hard for people to get out for the one night. Um, you know, pretty expensive rooms, the rescheduling. I mean, there was just a lot of things facing yep. this yep. event. It, I thought it was great to see at least 6,000 people over there through the doors oh, yeah. to the arena. You know, Definitely. they did t- technically sell out. But, I mean, it was it was nearly full of the 7,500 people, especially to start the show. Um, yeah, on paper, so like, I, on paper it sold out. On paper. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, but even in in the arena, but the allocated yeah. seats went. So let's not yeah. argue about it. On paper, it sold out. Mohegan brought a cake backstage saying congratulations for the sellout. So nice. yeah, we we're nice. on the same page. Argue about it till you're blue in the face, but that's what happened. Well, and I know because we were looking, I was nervous about it, but I was looking around myself during the first set and looking around the arena, man. And, and, and there were not that many upper uh, open seats in the upper deck. So like, yeah. Right. They really packed that place out for given all of the challenges facing them. Um, yeah. But it'll be cool to see what they end up doing this year with Christmas yep. at the end of the year. And there's always something different. They're always looking to try something different. They've gotten they've had a lot of they've had a lot of piv- they've had to pivot a lot with this event the last few years. Definitely. Uh, I expect to see something different altogether next time we see Christmas. So um, yep. always an event that delivers and um and an always a fun event to run into so many fans it's like a huge reunion so um you know definitely wanna, look forward i want to shout out andrew getty also andrew getty is goose's uh lighting director like he worked on that stage design for over a year he put his heart and soul into that and i think it was on full display it was beautiful it was absolutely incredible um the depth 
you can tell how connected he is to each song, how much thought he puts into every single song, every single scene that he creates. Um, that's something special we cannot overlook. It was absolutely incredible. He's one of the most, I mean, arguably the most talented guy out there when you're yeah. just got a ton of talented people. He's, he's exceptionally talented. And he did not only spend all of that time preparing for the design, but he's in this, um, this past week was at Mohegan, a number of days early and was spending 16 hour days yeah. working on practicing with the lights and sending up this for three days in advance. So from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, just spending all day and night working on that stuff and then setting it up Saturday and working through the night Saturday. So um, he was a trooper through that man. And it really, it really paid off, especially some of the lights during the new songs in the third, third yep. set were yep. ridiculous. Absolutely. ridiculous. Absolutely. All love to Getty and, um, you know, shout out to the band, too. I mean, that was the biggest show they've ever played. It was a late night. And these guys are in D.C. getting ready to rock tonight for all of you. Um, so I'm um, glad Kathy's on the road down there. We need a fan streaming out, Bruce, because we're going to be ready to uh, to tune in tonight because we couldn't make it down there. Uh, Bruce, we got anything to give away today? Got anything on hand? I mean, we could. I only, I, yeah, we have a lot. <laughs> we have stuff. Do we have a giveaway question? Um, well, while, you, while you pulled the stuff up, um, I will. I will gonna go get this stuff. Come up with a question um, for our friends who are still watching. Um, so while Bruce goes um, and and figures out what uh, we're giving away, everyone feel free to comment on his gaming chair. Um, and I sucks. am <laughs> the gaming chair sucks. <laughs> I'm gonna figure out this. Um, yeah, no stream, Kathy, for the DC shows, man. They're nope. not fake glasses, Reed. They're big boy blue blockers. Big boy blue so blockers. We, we actually have some more Rock and Relic stuff to give away. Rock and thanks Relics. Again, thanks again to them, dude. Uh, Rock and Relics hooked us up with a ton of great merch. He's always making great fan merch. Um, so check that guy out. And I know, so we have this really cool – Western Sun Champion fanny pack, old school style. God. Slick as slick as hell. And then it drips, dude. It just yeah, that's some drip right there. Yeah. And then um we have an extra of the original Elmeg art card from Mike Kelly, Layered World Arts. Um, so I had an extra one of these, so I wanted to give it away. He just released some new ones, um, like a purple variant of that at, at Goosemas. I lost mine in the midst of our 75 person, uh, hotel party, <laughs> um, till six in the morning. So I might need to ask Mike for another one of those, but You're we got right. those two things to give away. Um, you know, so hopefully Greg has a good question for everybody. Um, yeah, we're going to, yeah. <laughs> 75 versus <laughs> party. We're going to charge cover next year. Um, all right. So, question Goosemith 7 Rockefeller Center 2020, December 2020. Um, how much money did we raise? How much money did we raise, raise for charity? Um, where? How much money did we raise in the chat? Let us know how much did we raise for charity. Goosemith 2020. You can win this Rock and Rock year. That's a good question and a tough one. Um, Man, I don't even. Man, I don't even remember. I think I have a figure in mind, but I'm not sure how accurate that is. Um, too much of chilling with Connor's dad this weekend, you know. <laughs> no, no way. Winner, forty-five k. Forty-five. Holy smokes! Narrowly, man, no, it's narrowly edged out, Connor. Sorry for highlighting you, Connor. There, 
45K, a lot of people were close. Reed at 44, Greg at 42, Ryan at 50. But Noah Ray, our guy, Noah Ray Fan Club, you won that fanny pack. You better put something good in that fanny pack and bring it to me and Bruce the next show we're at. Man, I'm just made nobody guess 69. Missed a golden opportunity. <laughs> Come on, Alex. God, close. Um, at least uh, McNulty said 420. <laughs> oh, there it is. Um, there it is. There it is. Um, uh, all right, so Noah, um, feel free to hit up Bruce. Send him your address. We'll get that out to you. Um, well done, Noah. Tra- Travis, you're, you're in second place. Um, yeah, you get so, second, yeah, which is just the credit for taking advantage. <laughs> um, so thank you all for, for tuning in. We'll be back, I guess, next Tuesday for live. And, uh, yeah, I guess we just keep doing these. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah wait, one day we'll get a week off. Um, <laughs> so uh, tune in. Um, I guess somebody will stream and I'll goose tonight. We're going to peer pressure somebody to do it. Um, and Tuesday's better for your favorites now. Um, thank every oh, yes. for tuning in. We love the support. We love how engaged everybody is in the chat. Stick with us on Tuesdays. We got more coming for you. Um, and we look forward to taking a ride with all of you down the pathway to a great deal. Down the pathway to the Goose strip, two strip. Osiris.